Welcome to the Phoenix West Show. I'm Phoenix West. Episode 61. I can't believe that shit. It's crazy. I am back on the old mics. I am no longer using the lapel mic. I have the mixer. I missed it. It's been with my buddy Kyle because he's doing his NBA podcast. Check out Bad News Sports. I do that quite frequently. So it's fun. It's a fun time. I have to censor myself. It's a little weird. I'm not used to that because in this show, I can say whatever the darn toot I want, guys. I can just say whatever. Whenever I do my friendly Christian voice, I have to do the Minnesota accent. I can just say whatever. It's lovely. Um, Anyway, guys, uh, this past week, I want to say maybe two weeks ago now. I don't know. I lose track of time. That's how my life works. It's very weird. But I had my 32nd birthday. I celebrated it for entirely too long. I, but I did this weird, it's the first time I've done this. I usually don't do anything for my birthday that special. Uh, I usually go to one concert or something like that. Usually local H is in Phoenix around my birthday within a couple of days. My birthday is May 29th, and usually they're there, you know, that week. Uh, that happened again this year, but this time is a little weird because this one kicked off with uh, Mill and Colin in town. Most of you are not going to know who the fuck they are. They're a band from Sweden. They're a punk band, and I went and saw them alone. Because my girlfriend's not into that type of music. She didn't want to go. She didn't really know who they were. And I'm fine with that, whatever. I don't want to get dragged along to something she likes. I have no idea what it is. That's fine. No no harm, no foul. I understand. Um, so I went, went alone. And when, whenever you go to a concert alone, it's very weird. It's different than when you go to a movie alone. A movie alone, you're trapped. You're sitting in a seat. It's dark. Nobody's looking at you. You don't feel out of place. You just feel like you're watching a fucking movie. You're being entertained. But when you're in a concert, you're sitting there, and it is very aware to everybody else that you are alone. There is, there's plenty of lights. Everyone can see you because you have to be able to walk through a you know, crowded concert venue. It was at my favorite place to go to, Crescent Ballroom. It's, it's in Phoenix, I believe. I'm not sure the address is. But anyway, it's, it's this awesome. It's a mid-sized venue, but it's my favorite place to go for concerts. Most of my concerts that I go to are there. I don't really like it when they're... When they're at a, what's the fucking other one called? I saw no effects there, and I brought it up last episode. Don't remember what it's called. Um, I'm not. I'm not good with building names for some reason. Some reason that's not my strong suit. I don't know why. Don't fucking care. Anyway, uh, you have to have lights in there, so it's very awkward because everyone knows you're alone. So I ended up. I ended up doing the. I'm sitting there with my drink, my rum, rum, rum and coke, sitting there waiting for the band to come on. Showed up fast, fashionably late, you know, because I'm, I'm very good at that stuff. I'm, I'm a diva. I show up when I want. But no, I showed up right before the band went on stage. That's, or so I thought. I ended up waiting for 45 minutes, and everyone got very restless and very, very irritated because they were like, come on. Like, are we on the Swedish time? Are we on Sweden clock? Is that what's happening? That also sounds like an opening band, Sweden clock. I waited forever, so I was sitting there by myself, Surrounded by people who are there in groups because everyone goes to concerts with people, their friends, you know, like they get those people who are like, oh, just show up, whatever, you'll like it, probably, don't worry about it. And so they show up. And so it's five or six people to a group, and then there's me between them. Kind of, kind of lingering around the middle, not in the back of the crowd, but and at the Crescent Ballroom, they have these bleachers set up in the back. You can kind of sit there if you want, but those are full up first thing, so I don't get a chance to sit there. And not that I would want to because I like to be closer. I know I brought it up during my No Effects concert, one that I sat way in the back, like in the balcony. 
or the VIP seating or whatever, but that was just because what the fuck, why not? I wanted to see what it was like. That place is too massive and it gets really rowdy in there. But this one I was like, I'll get closer. And but it's very, I end up I end up doing the it's, I'm sitting there for so long and people keep looking at me. Not I don't think they're really staring at me like that was that loser doing by himself. But internally in the moment I end up thinking that because I end up doing the uh, holding my drink, looking around, like, where is he or she, my buddy who's definitely here or should be? Where are they? I'm looking around at the nobody who will ever arrive that I recognize. Uh, one of the local comedians here in Phoenix, um, Eric Baez, was there, but I could not find him. I was hoping to find him. So if you're listening to this, Eric, I tried. I really did. I saw you were attending, but I couldn't get any cell service in there and whatever. Anyway. I looked and I couldn't find anybody, but really I wasn't like actively looking for anybody. I was just making it look like I'm not a loser alone. Where, where is he or she? I can't find them. Where could they be? I ended up doing that a lot. And it's, I'm like, that's, this is me at my most pathetic because I don't give a shit if someone thinks I'm alone because I fucking am. What am I, what am I trying to hide here? I am alone at this concert. I don't, I have a girlfriend. I don't, I'm not like this fucking loner just like sitting there like writing my manifesto in the back of this punk concert. I, so I don't know what I'm trying to hide from these people. I really don't know what I was trying to avoid. And uh, there's, no, there's no great truth I'm trying to hide from these fucking people. So I, I, it's very strange. Anyway, so that happened. And then the next morning we got up and we went to, there's a, Brie rented out this cabin, I want to call it. I don't know what to call it. I keep wanting to say cabin in the woods because that's the typical thing. That's the stereotypical thing, you know, you hear. It's like this. We rented out this cabin, basically. Let's just say that. It's not in the woods. It's in the desert, halfway between Phoenix and Tucson, or almost closer to Tucson, I guess. About two hours, two and a half hours out from where we live. So we drove there, whatever. It took a little longer than we thought. Um, I didn't know what to expect. It was, it was just, it's nice. We get there. It's this nice little place. It's this farm that down this like steep ass mountain. It's dangerous as fuck driving there. It's one of those places when you see like the, those mountains in like Switzerland or some shit like that, where it's just like this winding mountain road. And you're like, how do you fit two cars on that? You're like, Oh no, no, you don't. One person just has to die. If you run into somebody else, that's your option. Or you do the, the 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 bike thing like in a Jason Bourne movie or Mission Impossible, whatever the fuck number it is, five, six, whatever they're on. Whatever you know, when he rides the bike and he crashes it and somehow doesn't die or get hurt at all, going 130 up a mountain, figure that out. Uh, but it's it's one of those dangerous as fuck places. And we had a truck with we were driving a truck. I almost said truck with us, but we were in the truck. Obviously, we the truck was with us. But we're driving the truck up this mountain and then back down a mountain and then up another mountain. And it was, it was like, oh, this is fucking chaos. And we couldn't find the place. And it took us a while. We get Finally, we get there. Beautiful farm. It's a, I want to say, um, peach farm. They said peach farm. Didn't find a peach tree. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Had horses, had bulls, had, you know, cows. Obviously, the bulls have to do something other than just sit there and look fucking angry and just stare at you. Bulls will stare at you. They just sit there in the grass, or there's no grass, obviously, in the dirt, poor fucking bulls, and just stare at you like, like there's a fucking barbed wire fence between you and me because I want to fucking charge you and just knock you the fuck over. I don't, they just look pissed off no matter what you do. And I'm like, what did I do to upset him? I feel like you're a, a white guy in a black, like a black venue. And you're like, they're all looking at me because I'm not, but I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> did I do something wrong? Um, 
again, don't have a fear of black people. I'm just, you know, relating that to humans. When, you, when you're out of place, if you're a black guy in a white place, I'm not backpedaling, am I? I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? You, I just feel like I'm like, did I do something wrong to this bull? Did I, like, did I eat one of his family members? I don't, why is he staring at me? Like, he like, it looks very personal the way he's staring at me. I just don't know what I did wrong, you know? Well, sorry, bull. My favorite team's the Chicago Bulls. Does that help at all? Uh, yeah, the cabin's great. It was fine. And again, it is in the middle of the desert and it's in, in between all these mountains. And so what this means is there's a riverbed, there's a Creek. Um, what this means is it doesn't have the greatest, um, insect control. So the whole fucking time we're fighting off beetles and scorpions and lizards, lizard is everywhere. I don't really care about that. But, you know, scorpions are a bit of a concern. And they would crawl out of the shower drain pipe. And that was a little terrifying, um, especially while showering. I assume when the water's going down, they're not going to fight up against it like a fucking salmon going back up. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they do. I don't know what their plan is, the, the scorpions. I, I don't want to ask them. I don't speak scorpionese. I'm not from Scorpiovania. But my point is, they didn't have the greatest insect control. And the, the cottage or cabin, whatever you want to call it, wasn't it was basically a it reminded me of like a prison cell that someone would build in their house like in the walking dead or something where they would just put up you know concrete walls and then just furnish it like it had literally the the metal roof which normally looks like shit but it looks rustic in this sort of situation from the inside but all this means is that there's just nothing keeping the insects out really other than trust like the trust of of the of the insects not to come in, just be like I don't want to go in there. There's humans in there. I don't I don't want to invade their space. That's all I'm saying. You know, I was told to stay outside, and that's what I'm going to do. I I listen very well to humans. I speak English. It's very strange. Should they're fucking they're fucking from America? You know, god damn. Uh, I had a great time there. We were only up there four days, something like that. Um, the pool was a spider haven, so I did not go swimming. I went in the water once and was immediately attacked by spiders that you cannot drown. I didn't know that about these sort of spiders, but when you think when you drown something, holding underwater forever, you should be dead, right? I don't know if spiders have uh, lungs, you know, require oxygen. I don't, I don't know anything about the anatomy of, of creatures such as those. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to look at them, so I don't want to look at their corpses. And I, if, I, if I could look it up online and be like, hey, how, how do they die? Does water do the trick without seeing pictures of them? Maybe I'm in for something like that. But when there's pictures involved, no, thank you. I'm out. I'm tuning out. So I don't know. They just don't drown, and you just got to deal with them. And I was like, there's this entirely too many. There's like literally like a nest of them. Holy shit, they're just coming out of these rocks. And I don't want to badmouth this fucking place because it, that's kind of the deal you're in for when you go there. Um, lovely woman owned it. Um, the email said before we went up there, I, I don't know if I want to call her her name. Again, it is a lovely place, so I'm not really badmouthing it. So it, I, I, for, I actually forget her name, like Danielle Steele or something like that. It sounded like a um, middle-aged fiction writer, um, something like, like a Stephen King type of name. But... Her son emailed us and it said, you will meet the interesting Danielle Steele or, or Susan Steele or something like that. Uh, I, and I was like, interesting. I, so the whole time I'm like, we're probably going to be murdered. That's probably going to happen to us. So let's hope it doesn't. I won't do any preventative measures to ensure this, like carry a weapon 
or be on my guard at any moment. So let's just go ahead and hope we don't get slaughtered in the night wholesale. This whole family of ours just doesn't get fucking just murdered, bludgeoned to death um, with a camera tripod like an autofocus. Let's just fucking hope that doesn't happen. I don't know. I don't know who lives here, who's out here. There's like five or six of the little cabins across her, her yard, her, her estate. I don't know if you want to call it that. When your last name is Steele with an E at the end, you can call it an estate, I think. Um, but I, we had a great time. We were up there four or five days, like I said, three or four days, and then we left. And then we had to get back that night because I, we wanted to get back for the other, um, what's it called? Um, I was going to use a word there, and I forgot what it was, so fuck it. The other concert I wanted to go to, um, basically I bookshelved my my weekend getaway my week getaway whatever you want to call it with two concerts so one before we left and then one we got when we got back Brie went to this one with me it was local h they were in town one of my favorite bands since always and i realized it was their 20th anniversary of the as good as dead tour or album so they're doing a tour for it with the original drummer uh, joe daniels uh, and i i know you don't probably don't care about local h but I won't go into too much detail about that sort of stuff. I'm just getting to the just covering it. They and at this moment I realized I, I mean I realized beforehand, but I kinda it really set in when I was at the concert that holy shit, 20 anniversary, 20th anniversary of this album means I've been listening to them um very, very religiously for 20 years. 96 is when the album came out, and that's when I heard it. I I literally remember the moment I heard it, and I was like, wow. And I this is awesome. Like this, I want to listen to this. So I went out and bought it, the album. Actually, I burned it because that was 1996 for you on this thick ass fucking CD. And then I listened to that. I think it was one of my first CDs, like burn CDs. Um, I might've bought a cassette too. I don't know. It was 96. Who fucking knows? Wild West of those, those days. Um, but the point is I, I loved it from the, from the very beginning. And that's 1996. And that's fucking crazy. And I was sitting there. I'm like, God damn, what the fuck? Happened? Like, that's crazy. It's been 20 years. This is, and it might have been the 20th time I've seen Local H. That it, that might be the actual number. It could it could actually be higher. I'm not sure. I've seen them in different states. When I lived in when I was going to film school and lived in LA, I, I saw them there. Right when the uh, uh, No More California songs thing was happening. This song called California, but it was all about how they didn't want to hear any more California songs. And it was like, fuck California. And they're flipping us all off. And I was like, this is great. This is a fun place to be for this song. Uh, but it was very, very weird. I finally got to meet the original drummer. He hasn't been with the band since 98 or two, 99, 2000, somewhere in there. Um, anyway, I never thought I'd get to see him. They brought him out and then he played, they played the original show. They played like their new music with the, the new drummer. Um, Ryan, who we met, and I talked about this in a previous episode for my 30th, 30th birthday. We hung out with them for hours after they, their concert was over. But they had a show, like the, the new music, and then they brought out the old old drummer, played that whole album, and then they came, came out and they had two drummers at once playing a different album. And I'm like, what the fuck? This, it was just like this three-and-a-half-hour concert, and it just kept going and going. And at the end, we, I got to meet Joe. We talked to Scott again. Um, saw Ryan again, got pictures of them, autographs and everything. I'm not big on autographs, but it was fun. Why not? Um, but it was, it was fucking awesome. He, we got shirts that say, uh, black drummers matter from a black drummer. And when I wear it around town, people are like, I get stared at by black people. You'll never see as many black people as when you're wearing a shirt that says black 
drummers matter. Um, I'm thinking like a white hood and white gown walking around with a burning cross. You might see a few more. They might, you know, start to circle you. I'm not sure. I don't want, I don't, I'm never going to find out because I'm not a monumental racist like that. Um, I'm not known for my racist tendencies. I do. I fuck around on here, obviously, but not really. Uh, anyway, this shirt is awesome. I love it. It's very strange. And I'm like, no, no, I bought it from a black dude who's selling it. And it's, it's so we're cool. We're cool. But white people at Walmart, I went, I went to Walmart for the first time in a while. And the guy's like, nice shirt. I like that shirt, man. I'm like, oh, no, 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 dude. It's, it's not what you think. I don't think it. It's not like funny and ironic. It's 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 funny, but it's not like I'm not wearing it like only black drummers. I'm saying like this black drummer sold me the shirt. That's why I like it so much. It's not so much saying I'm not making fun of the Black Lives Matter movement because kudos to them. In all honesty, if I'm if I'm dropping all the racist jokes, kudos to them. But I don't think this white guy at Walmart, this fucking hick understands the the subtle nuances of the shirt and understands where I got it. On the back of the shirt, it says, uh, white drummers are okay, too. I love it. I love this fucking shirt. Anyway, that's how I spent my 32nd birthday. Um, lots of lots of concerts, lots of uh, killing things that crawl in the night. Um, you know, insects, pedophiles, whatever, camp counselors. Whatever's crawling around outside, you know, you got to kill. The um, Real quick, saw Captain America Civil War. Uh, loved it. I think it's officially my favorite of the Avengers series, I guess, because Thor I don't care about. Incredible Hulk, blah. Iron Man I like. I like the first one. I I like most of the third one. I like some of the second one. I didn't quite understand the second one. It was just a, a kind of confusing mess to me. But I like all three of the Captain America movies. I don't like the first... I don't like the second half of the first movie, but the second, second movie I finally saw also, the uh, Winter Soldier, loved it. I liked it. It was on par with like Dark Knight Rises or something. Not so much Dark Knight, but had that sort of vibe. Liked it a lot. Again, that was real short, and then who gives a shit? But um, a couple more things, and um, then we're the fuck out of here, okay? The other night, do I want to go into this or do I want to go into Yeah, we're going to this. <laughs> All right. Again, just turned 32. I'm an adult. I don't give a shit about um, machismo. But other night, you know, Brie wanted to go out with some of her coworkers uh, to a bar. We went out. It wasn't that far from our house. Went there, hung out for a couple hours. You know, we start playing pool. They don't have a food. They have a, a, a restaurant there or a kitchen, whatever you want to call it. I think with bars, you call it a kitchen, right? They didn't have a fucking kitchen. That's my point. So we brought in a pizza, ate it there. Very strange. And then, you know, we start playing pool. More drinks. I'm drinking a lot. And I'm not drunk, though. I'm just drinking, you know, continuously. I don't know why I even mentioned it if it's not really important to the story because, again, wasn't drunk. The pool game we're playing, you know, it it just ended. We we look over, and I'm sitting there, and my girlfriend and one of her friends, her coworkers at the bar. I'm sitting there with another one. It was just the four of us, and I'm looking at these guys, and it, I see this these two hicks and their two hick girlfriends, and it's kind of a country bar. And then uh, Brie was playing music. She was choosing songs. And she, they decided to play all Britney Spears songs. So she starts playing them. And then I look over and fucking Cletus and his two fucking girlfriends, she, I could see them rolling their eyes and going, oh, God. Like, why are they choosing these songs? This is what they're saying. Like, oh, man. It's like these fucking guys. Like, 
as if they were playing it seriously. They were really just playing it like to be funny, and that's it. But they took it really, really serious. And then these two women start talking shit about us. And I'm like, eh, I, I called it like immediately. I was like, oh, here we go. These, these are starting to talk shit to their men for some fucking reason. They can't just say, I don't like that music, and that's, that'd be the end of it. Or just sit there and drink and have a fun time with your friends. That's all really you're at a bar for. You don't really have to concern yourself with the other people there unless they're like, you know, carrying those burning crosses, like I said. But at this bar, it might have been acceptable to do that because it's a fucking redneck bar. And let me state my hatred for rednecks right now. I fucking hate rednecks with a, with, a, with a fiery passion so strong that if a civil war broke out again, it's so strong I would end it already. I fucking hate rednecks so fucking hard. Anyway, I realized at some point the man was getting involved. He was probably in his late 40s, mid 40s. Um, big lumbering fucking beast of a dude. Um, don't give a shit though. I don't care. Um, I, again, and I'm adult. I don't care. But his women all got up and went to the bathroom. Their songs start playing and Bree has to say something. She goes, I like this song too. And they're like, what the fuck? Who are you? Like you're 12. And she starts talking shit about her. And we're like, what is going on? I was like, stop talking to them. Just ignore them. Women, his women, I'll say that because that's how probably how he refers to them. Go to the bar or go to the bathroom in the bar. Um, or they just disappear. I don't know what the fuck happened to them. And he turns around he starts, he starts going, oh, I like this song, too, because Bree played another song. And then Bree starts going, oh, yeah, you like this song? And they start going back and forth, and he starts slowly turning more and more toward us. And I'm like, God damn it, here we go. And he starts getting more aggressive with his, yeah, this is a good song. Good choice in your fucking song. Great song. So I immediately go, that's enough. Like, no more. Like, stop it. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Um, and he immediately jumps up and runs across the bar toward me and is like, you want to fucking go? Like, and the bartender immediately is on him, which means to me, this guy does this a lot. He's a psychopath. Really, I was saying that's enough to both of them because they both needed to shut up. My girlfriend and, and this guy needed to just shut up and stop talking to each other because what's to come of this? This is, this is the only result whether you're dealing with rednecks. This is what I tried to explain to her afterwards. The rednecks. This is all they want to do. This is what they set up for. They, they have fun with this shit. They just want to get in fights and fuck shit up, and they don't care what happens in the process. They don't care about going to jail. I do. They don't care what happens. They just All they want to do is be able to say, I had a good old time with that fight like on the fucking parking lot over nothing, over literally nothing. Who gives a shit what it was about? Anyway, comes over to me, um, starts telling me, tells me to get out, get the fuck out. And I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm an adult. We're not going to, I'm not going to fight you. And he starts doing the, I don't have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with you. I have a problem with fucking you and pointing at me. And I was like, well, I, I don't have a problem with you. I just don't want to, I don't want to have an argument over some fucking music. I don't give a shit about the fucking music. Like, can we not just do this? I don't, I don't want to fight you. There's nothing for me to gain. I have nothing to gain and nothing to lose from fighting you. Like, the, like there's literally nothing on the line. It's not like he's going to kill us if I don't fight him. You know what I mean? There's nothing I can, there's nothing, there's no reason to fight at all. He didn't, you're not going to offend me. Um, he starts telling, you know, uh, everyone's yelling at him. My uh, girlfriend won't stop yelling at him. I keep telling her to stop. I'm pulling her down. I'm like, all right, stop, just stop. And he starts doing little shoves on my shoulder and I, I I've never been so unemotional and nonchalant about something in my life it's very weird you I've had this happen before and you get that blood rush where you're like oh even if you're like not afraid you still get like 
something might happen. I, I didn't have that. I was like, just shut up and sit down, dude. I don't want to deal with this. Just like, you could talk to me however you want. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to take it personally. Don't fucking talk to her like that. Cause he's telling her to shut up and the, I don't, I don't deal with that stuff. Well, but you can say whatever you want to me. I'm a grown up. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm not going to take it personally. Like I said, um, long story short, the redneck eventually leaves. I don't, he just kind of vanishes out the door. The girls never showed back up. I never knew what happened to them. And then the whole, we spent another hour inside and having a couple more drinks. And I'm like, so time to go. They're probably waiting for us in the parking lot. This is going to be fun. I felt like I was in a, a Burt Reynolds movie or like a roadhouse or something. I was like, what the fuck did we do? Like, do we just call the cop? I don't. Because I don't know what they have. They went into the car. Maybe they have a fucking gun. I don't know. This isn't a fair fight in any respect. This is, this is, they've had time to sit there and get angry and get weapons and get friends and get whatever. And we just showed up. You know what I mean? Like we just will walk outside ambushed, having no idea who they are, where they are, what they have on them. It's like, this is so fucking unfair. So we just all went outside at once. And luckily they weren't there. Um, and there's no real ending to the story other than that. And we kind of thought they were chasing us home, but they weren't, we were just kind of paranoid. Um, but it was just weird. Cause I, uh, it was weird not to give a shit. Like nothing's going to happen. He's not going to do anything. He's just a dumb redneck. And then he'll go fucking beat somebody else up and then he'll be done with it. I was like, why? I, I just hate rednecks. I hate that he sat out to ruin. He set out to ruin someone's night and fight somebody to prove his fucking manhood to his dumb fucking ugh, really gross wife, girlfriend, sister. I don't know what she was. They're all over each other. I don't really know, but that's why I hate that fucking personality. Worst of all, it's just this. This all they want to do is something stupid. That's that's what they're addicted to. They're. He's more than a drunk. He, he's addicted to stupidness, to, 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 to stupidity. He just wants to fuck shit up. That's as far as his brain has evolved. Anyway, guys, hate, hate, I hate rednecks. Um, really fucking hate them. Uh, so last thing, and then I'm going to get out of here. The shitty movie showdown thing is officially going. I got the GoPro for it. I did an unboxing video. If you want to go check that out, it's not your typical unboxing video. I swear a lot in it, and I don't know what I'm doing. It's kind of, fu- it's really funny. It's it is 20 minutes though, but go check it out. It's on uh, liwstudios.com. Go check it out. It's on the YouTube page, um, liw studios. Go check it out. A lot of fun. I just unboxed it and I, I recorded all of it, and it's it's fucking weird. I expected more views. You guys let me down. No, not really. The so the show's going forward. Today was testing mics. That's why I have the mixer back. I had to get it back from Kyle. Um, so I have the mixer, have the mics. I think we're all set. I think we're ready to go. I have cameras. I just need a, you know, a couple small things, but I won't bore you with the details there. I'll bore you with the details about Local H and Rednecks, but not this. So seriously, they, I'm ready to go. I made a bunch of posters. Go check them out. LAWstudios.com. I made I'm making a bunch of TV show ones and I made a, bu- a couple intros. I'm gonna I'm gonna so every episode is gonna have different like a different intro or I know I put so many R's in intro. It's gonna have a different intro or a different I call them posters, but I don't know what to call them. Title cards, I guess. It just says shitty movie showdown. LAW Studios presents shitty movie showdown. 
and I did it in like the font. I, I, I downloaded all these fonts, went and made the posters over images, title cards, whatever y'all call them. And they're on the, the Instagram account too. I, I, there's small versions. I did three at a time. So LIW Studios on Instagram, check it out. Uh, yeah, the show's going to be ready. I think we're going to do it within the next month, the first episode, the first official episode. I'm, I'm working on timing. The script is done. While I was away at the, the cabin, I almost, said, I almost said camp. That would have been weird. While I was away at the cabin in the desert woods, I've, I wrote the rest of the script and finished it and polished it up and did a shooting, um, shooting schedule so I know exactly what I need because I over-prepare everything. I have a list of, I literally have a list of like equipment I need and props and what scenes and like I, I, I'm like a one man studio in my brain. This is how I have to do it though. I'm not bragging. This is how I have to. My brain works that way. Anyway, um, yeah, check it out when it comes out. Shitty Movie Showdown. Check out liwstudios.com. L-I-W, liwstudios.com. It's where this thing is located also, this show you're listening to right now. Um, yeah, I think that's it, guys. Um, until next time. And in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.